Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am joined today by Mr. Benny Mathers and, of course, on the keyboards, just banging out all the right phone numbers and everything there, Valerie as well. All right, everybody, welcome. And, Benny, good to have you here. I know he's busy trying to track down our guests for today. We have got part two. Part two of what you say. Well, part two, for me, of saving America's Mustangs. And today, you're going to hear from two individuals that are so absolutely committed to creating a change for the good of these majestic creatures that today's show is about education, awareness, and action. Jerry Reynoldson is joining us here today, a senior policy advisor to Saving America's Mustangs. He has a history in public policy, government work, over 20 years working on, let's just call it for today, the wild horse issue. We're going to find out why it is an issue, actually. So he's joining us here today, someone committed, someone dedicated, someone that has extraordinary education, information, and has been with the right people to create a positive change uh, in the effort to save America's Mustangs. After five years in the private sector, he was called upon by Senator Reid to return to Vegas, Nevada, where it's been his home, and he took the position as regional manager for the Southern Nevada Reid operation. But more importantly, he is here today as someone that probably doesn't sleep very well at night when he thinks about what we are calling the wild horses issue. But more importantly, he is someone that is an advocate. He has been extraordinary in government agency relationships. And he is joined by our co-guest today, Madeline Pickens, who is the founder of Saving America's Mustangs, thoroughbred horse breeder, animal rights activist, and more importantly, somebody that has got a big voice and is really calling all of us to put our heads up and pay attention. Jerry, I want to start out with you, and I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Nice to be here, Dr. Pat. Thank you for having me on. I, I, you know, I want to start with sort of this tongue-in-cheek that I said, the wild horse issue, because it sounds so like, oh, we have a wild horse issue, but honestly, it is really much bigger than that, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, we're talking about a species here um, that that perhaps is is on the verge of being threatened with extinction. It it, it certainly transcends, you know, discussions of 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 just the wild horse at this point, and uh, with the accelerated pace of gathers this year and, and things that are happening on the ground, it it's truly something that everybody needs to be concerned about. Let's start with a conversation of what the gather looks like, okay? Because I think we, you know, we want to get really down to what actually is happening, what these extraordinary creatures, these mustangs, actually go through. So when we talk about a gather, what are we actually talking about, Jerry? Well, we're talking about moving hundreds of horses at, in, at, during different scheduled gathers over rough terrain in the middle of summer, many of them with foals by their side, and 
the Calico gather in, in, in January proved to be the deadliest gather ever. We lost over a hundred horses there. That's not counting the foals, the, the, the Tuscarora gather that the Calico gather was around 1900 and they gathered over a thousand at the Tuscarora gather and we lost 34 horses during that gather. It, it, it's just a very difficult time and in, in spite of the pleading that we, many of us have made and, and much of the public has made to cease and desist, at least for the time being on the gathers, the BLM is determined to, to continue with that and they're gathering now in California in the Twin Peaks area. And certainly, you know, we'll see a significant death toll of those horses too who are being run by helicopters for mm. miles and miles. Mm. Wow, um, this is such a big conversation. Madeline is joining us as well. Madeline, I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. It's great to have you here. No, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Um, this almost seems like cruel and unusual punishment. I actually don't know how else to, uh, uh, to describe it. Uh, and last week on a, on another show we did about this, it was clear to me, you know, as a very young child, my attraction to horses and what they meant to me and really not really understanding it. But it was also really clear to me that this is a, a beautiful, majestic creature that had created its birthplace, its mark here, its freedom to be here, way before we were here. And yet we are so quick to take the freedom away in such a cruel and unusual way. And I want to ask you, what is it about this journey, the journey that these Mustangs are on right now, that has caught your eye and it's had you become such an incredible spokesperson. Oh, my gosh, it's just so compelling. I mean, if you think, and I don't know, Jerry, I, I missed the first part of the conversation. I guess we got confused with my number. But um, 2 million horses 100 years ago, apparently the BLM says we have 30,000. As you know, that's probably an exaggeration, and there's probably about 15,000 left. So you see yourself, now we're talking about extinction. And yet they continue the same behavior, the same fever to gather these horses. That You know, nowadays we have new technology that really pinpoints everything. You cannot hide from the camera. You cannot no. hide from the Internet. Mm-hmm. And then you see when they've rounded up these horses, you'll find a dead horse that got shooed over the cliff, you know, by the helicopter. And sure, it ran in panic. It could have ran in panic in another direction. But you take that risk every time you gather horses. And then the BLM turns around after seeing the photographs and said, no, you're mistaken, that's an antelope. It's not an antelope. You know, the photograph proves it. So they keep coming out with silly remarks all the time that makes them lose credibility. Until they allow the public to view these gathers, there is zero transparency. They take these horses from public grazing lands and with a helicopter, they move them onto a private ranch so that they can gather, as one would say, in the dark. So nobody can see what's going on. They put all these horses on the same truck so you can have, you know, several stallions in there. And stallions protect their own. All of a sudden they're in a strange environment and they start to fight to protect. You know, it, it's, it's what any human would do. And I love the way they keep calling these horses. Well, you know, they're feral. You know what? We're feral. We we came to this country. I mean, you know, and I just looked up Wikipedia for feral horse anyway. And, you know, the horse was here before the dinosaur was here. It it was deleted 
as with the dinosaur, but it came back again, and it came back moons before we were here. So why can we not show respect? I know the American public does, but for some reason, the Bureau of Land Management is under some old type of thinking. You know, they're stuck back in the dark ages. Let, let me give you an example. I would love for you to do that. Okay. My website, which is savingamericasmustangs.org, okay, everybody, Saving America's Mustangs, go to my website. And I have something in there called the Pony Express. And you know why I had to do that? Because we were asking everybody to send emails to the Bureau of Land Management and to Ken Salazar, the Secretary of the Interior, and our President Barack Obama. Well, all of a sudden, the, the Bureau of Land Management said, we're not going to accept these emails anymore, and if you want to send us an email, what you have to do is go through our website, which was highly complicated, the way they had it all hidden in there. So I said, okay, do you want to live in the Dark Ages? We'll do the Pony Express, and I am sending a Mustang to Washington. We're collecting all the emails. If, if you go to my website, it'll say Pony Express. You ding that, you send me an email, and we will physically take it to Washington on our horses. I, mm. I mean, you know, here we've got, you know, back in the old days of the Wells Fargo, you know. Um, <laughs> it, so what is it that they feel they don't have to move into this century? Can they not see they've already removed enough horses? Then they show pictures of land that looks pretty barren up in, you know, Utah or Oregon, Nevada. And you look at that and you go, well, I could see why you couldn't have that many horses out there. But let me tell you, that's what those horses forage on. They do well on it. Cattle cannot graze on that type of land, but the horses do. And I'll tell you why we know it's true, because when they gather them, the horses come in looking healthy. Now, there's exactly. going to be an odd horse from now, you know, every so often that just like humans, you're sick. But you would have been sick no matter what you were around. And those horses do not want that rich green grass. It, it, it upsets their stomachs. They're not used to being it. They've roamed on these uh, ranges for hundreds of years, and that's where they want to be roaming, and we should be grateful they're there. Well, and, you know, this is just the beginning of this conversation today. And, yeah, it is time for the Pony Express. We're going to talk about what's being done to save of America's Mustangs. But more importantly, what are the myths behind this? What are we being told? And what is the truth? And what is it that Madeline has put together, uh, Mustang Madeline, as she is called, has put together in order for people to be able to step forth, take action, and do much more? Kim Hunt of the Dr. Pat Show certainly has been instrumental in bringing this conversation to the show. I'm so grateful for doing that. When we come back, We'll be talking with Madeline and Jerry about what it is that we need to be completely aware of, what is her sanctuary all about, and how can each of us get involved. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness Natural Food for Pets. This is where true wellness begins. Are you concerned about a specific health issue? Do you want to know what causes it? Are you ready to tap into the inner wisdom of your body and listen to what it is telling you? It's a scientific fact that your health condition, present circumstance, and excess weight are not the result of your diet, exercise regime, or genetic makeup. Your thoughts, feelings, and emotions all directly and specifically influence all your body functions, including heart rate, digestion, and organs. Anger is stored in the liver, resentment is stored in the gallbladder, and lack of support shows up in your back. Our bodies give us clues to how we have been thinking, feeling, and acting. Dr. Cal specializes in interpreting these clues, ignites your inner healer, and guides you step-by-step to continuous, positive, and lasting health changes. When you change your mind, you change your life. Get in your driver's seat today. Visit AskDrKel.com. That's A-S-K. D-R-K-E-L dot com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Are you ready for a joyful and successful realty experience? Today's real estate market is challenging, complex, and constantly changing is one of the best times in years to buy or sell a home. But you'll need to find the right person to help you on your journey. One who understands the opportunities and will make this the best experience of your life. Kathy Staub is just that person. An experienced real estate agent who knows the pitfalls, can spot the red flags, and guide you to a successful, positive purchase or sale. Kathy Staub can spot the real deals, saving you time chasing a listing only to find it's not available. Known as the positive real estate agent, Kathy will make your next sale or purchase easy fun and successful start this journey with positive energy call kathy at 206-276-1070 that's 206-276-1070 or visit positivepathhome.com positivepathhome.com for the most positive realty experience of your life Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, and thanks to Kim Hunt and the team at the Dr. Pat Show. You all have been receiving emails. You had emails with a link to Madeline's website. You had, wow, I think over the past couple weeks, you've had emails to the Pony Express link. We've had the videos up on our website. We've been talking about it. Today, if you go there, You will see a lot of information. You'll be able to click to the sanctuary. So we've got a million ways to do this. Or very simply, what you can do is you can go to Madeline's website, savingamericasmustangs.org, savingamericasmustangs.org. So when you get there, what you're going to experience is 
is exactly what's going on. Madeline's actually going to share this with you. But if you go there, there's a picture uh, on her homepage, and it and it goes through the Flash movie, so you have to wait till you get there. But it's a picture of horses in what I call to what I actually what I've known as the high desert of of California for me, but actually it could be somewhere else. And I shared last week about my first confrontation with wild horses, ignorant as I was, out on a vision quest in the Native American tradition, and I felt so drawn to them that I walked very, very close to them. And behind me in the background, people were shouting at me to come back uh, because they feared for whatever was going to happen. But, you know, if you're in the desert, you don't hear people shouting. You know, 20 feet away, forget it. It is such a vast land. But I got to get very, very close, and I knew enough to stop at a certain point because they deserve respect. But what I discovered is exactly what Madeline just shared. What we have going on right now is we have these majestic horses that are out wherever you want to call it, feeding on what you think they shouldn't be feeding on. And I have to tell you, beautiful, majestic, they were healthy, they were loved by each other, and there was nothing quite like them. And so today's show is, again, to bring two of the the top people that are making a difference, that are catching people's attention so that we can do something and take an action. Madeline is joining us here today, and I introduced her before, but we're going to talk with her in a minute. Uh, Madeline Pickens is joining us here today. And so, Madeline, let's talk for a minute. I just shared a story of my first, I don't know, let's call it a connection uh, with these majestic creatures. And I want to ask you, we need to describe for our listeners what some of the most inhumane practices are right now that are happening to these creatures. Okay, first of all, they grab a helicopter, they take it out, and they scare these horses to run in a certain direction. They have a trap waiting for them. And they herd these horses into the trap, load them on trucks, put several stallions together, Stallions are not used to that. They be listen, remember this: these horses have never seen mankind until this helicopter showed up. They roamed free. They are pure. They're genetically pure. They've never been touched. They've never been scared. They don't have hormones in their food. I mean, and look how magnificent and fleshy they are. Okay, so they take them off on these trucks. Some of them fight, and they're all battered when they get in there. They put them into these holding pens. It's called short-term holding. And what it is is they've hired some private contractors that take care of about 5,000 horses, and they give them $2,500 a year per horse to do this. They feed them water, and they feed them hay. But they're cramped, and it's like stuffing them in a corral where they're butt to butt. And mm. you can see these photos on, on my website. There's no shade. There's no trees. Now, the taxpayer is paying for this. This is insane. They gather them off the range so that they can incur a cost to the taxpayer. Incur an cost to the rancher. Why are you doing it to the taxpayer? Well, they got away with it for years, but times have changed. Things are way too expensive now. There's no real accountability. After Some of those horses have been there for three years. Can you imagine after roaming free? No. It's stunning to me that we don't understand how fast our life flashes by. If you look back in time and say, 
gosh, 10 years, 20 years ago, it just seems like yesterday. Our responsibility is not selfishness to ourselves. Think about the future. If you annihilate a whole race of horses, what have you done? You've you've Mm -hmm. messed with the ecosystem. Save it for our children. Mm -hmm. So I presented to the government a plan for an eco-sanctuary. And I said, I will buy the land. That will be my gift. But after that, you have a moral and a fiscal responsibility because you have removed the horse from its natural habitat. So you pay a stipend. Short, uh, short-term holding is $2,500 a year. Long-term holding is $500 a year, which is what they pay ranchers. But nobody can go to those ranches and see and count those horses there is zero transparency. You do not know what happens to them. They stay there and they receive money. Okay, I said, give me the stipend that you give to long-term holding, which is $500 a year. We will take the horses, but instead of nobody seeing them or them, you know, not having thousands of acres to roam in, we'll create an eco-sanctuary, which is like their natural environment where they can roam for miles, hundreds of miles, and we can, you can bring your kids, you can bring your grandkids, you can bring the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts will have an education center, there'll be a hotel there, there'll be um, covered wagon rides, you sign up for a two-day trip and you go out into the uh, natural habitat. You can go hiking. I mean, there'll be so many uh, incredible natural things to do. We can grow our own feed. It, you know, it's, it's a dream, and instead of going to Disneyland or, you know, a park like SeaWorld where they have them trap them in a tiny little basin, they're roaming free, but you get the opportunity. I can tell you we get so many calls from the press in France and Germany. is huge. They're obsessed with it, with our history. I mean, can you imagine having our, our history? Look at all the movies we've seen in time with John Wayne and mm-hmm. Gene Autry. It's always the good guy that wins. Well, right now the bad guy's winning. And we need to get this in the hands of the right cowboy. I, you know, I totally agree. I talked about this earlier, uh, last week actually. I, I mean, this is so part of our culture and who we are. And honestly, between you and me and Jerry here on, on the, on the show today, I just really think that we simply need to let people know about this. And why wouldn't we want to build a sanctuary? Jerry, I want to hear from you for a minute. I mean, this sounds like a dream come true. When I listen to what Madeline is talking about and, and what her vision is, and so the question then becomes, what's the problem? Why aren't we doing this? It's astonishing that, it, as Madeline pointed out, it's been two years since she pro- put this proposal on the table, and we've gone to countless meetings uh, with with people who every time we're in the room say, this is a great idea. Uh, the secretary called her in earlier this year. He seemed to think it was a good idea, although his people, you know, sat their mom at the table and then later went out and presented her idea as their alternative. But, you know, the fact that she's put this on the table, it's an opportunity to leverage private dollars to do something that will will solve a, a big part of the excess horse problem, save the taxpayers literally hundreds of millions of dollars, and provide an existence for the wild horses while not... You know, like being totally back in the wild, they'll be out on hundreds of thousand acres in a setting where, you know, they could feel somewhat like they felt when they were growing up. 
the fact that this is out there and 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 nobody you know picks the phone up to call her and say let's take the next step here is frankly astonishing and nobody can understand it and we hear it from everybody Mm -hmm. everywhere we go what is the problem what's the holdup i wish that i could tell you other than what i said at the beginning of the show it's an old mentality that when the Bureau of Land Management was created, it was there to operate for the economics of public lands, for ranching and, and mining and things like that. It's not changed. In spite of the fact, as Madeline has pointed out, times have changed everywhere. Yet this agency continues to operate, as it did 40 years ago, um, mm-hmm. when we look at the use of our public lands. And it's it's terribly unfortunate this problem isn't going to go away. They're going to continue to gather horses by the thousands. They're stuffed into these corrals. It, it's crying out for some type of a solution, and yet everybody's mum on the subject. And the idea that the secretary put forth to, to spend $95 million of taxpayer money to buy two little parcels of land for a few thousand horses, it isn't going to happen. There isn't that kind of money in the, in, in the budget climate that exists. In D.C., it's simply not going to happen. And her plan, Madeline's plan, is the only viable option is on the table. Madeline has said publicly she welcomes others if they want to jump into the fray, but it's not happening. There are just not that many people that can step up to the plate like she has or are willing to and make no, the No, there's type plenty of, of people that could. They're just not doing it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it's insane to me that... They can't just turn around and say, gosh, am I doing the right thing? Is this still the right thing to do? But after a while, you look at it and you say, there must be another motive behind this, because this is not rational behavior. Hmm. And I wonder how many of them have taken their kids and their you know, their young ones to see how these horses are being round up. I, I'm just curious. You know, I don't think actually it's that big. I, you know, that, yeah. that's sort of a dark area. When you watch them round up, they actually have fun doing it and and, mm. and they're proud of what they're doing it um i met with a commissioner from las vegas i mm. and uh, then you know he gave me his card and i called him up and he was very clear about it he said madeline i don't like those horses but we've got to do something about them i don't care if we eat them he was very clear about that no respect oh, for them oh, oh yeah that's good yeah, well, that, that that's really, that, honestly, that is a mouthful. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Madeline Pickens joining us here today. But more importantly, we're going to talk about the sanctuary, what the call to action is. And we're going to be opening up the phone lines if you have comments or questions and want to call in. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, Saving America's Mustangs. We'll be right back. Ready to manifest your heart's desire? Want to know the secret to navigating life's in-between times with confidence and skill? Ready, Set, Manifest with Life Coach Debbie Lacey offers real tools to coach yourself through the in-betweens and leaps in life. Say goodbye to being stuck and hello to Ready, Set, Manifest. Visit theinspiredcoach.com and join the next Ready, Set, Manifest telegathering. You're not lost. You're getting ready. Visit theinspiredcoach.com. 
Hi, my name's Brian Barton. For 31 years, I was a professional pilot, and I lost my career to my obesity. I found the Take Shape for Life program, and in the last 18 months, I've lost 197 pounds. I know what it feels like to be desperate, and I also know what it feels like to succeed. That's 197 pounds of weight loss success with the Take Shape for Life program. Lose the weight and rediscover life. Visit simpletolose.com to learn more. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qi Gong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on my body practice. iiqtc.org. E-Cloth, the only cleaning solution you'll ever need. E-Cloth's fiber function does the cleaning, not a chemical reaction. Also, no paper towels or chemicals to buy, so you'll save lots of money. And E-Cloths are guaranteed to thoroughly clean for years. The whole time, safer for you, your family, the environment, and saving you lots of money. As a Dr. Pat Show listener, get 20% off everything you order and free shipping. Go to ecloth.com and when checking out, enter Dr. Pat. You'll never go back to cleaning any other way. Well, we have Mustang Madeline joining us here today, and we're grateful that she is doing what she's doing. Madeline Pickens is the founder of Saving Americans Mustangs. And joining us as well is Jerry Reynoldson. And when we, I shared what Jerry's journey was. He thought he was going to retire, but guess what? Not yet. <laughs> Thank you both for joining us here today. Um, I, I want to have a conversation uh, with both of you about this agency that's called the BLM. And, and I think people hear the name, but I don't think that folks really get what they do and what you all are up against in trying to make this happen. And the reason I want to bring this to the forefront, uh, Madeline and Jerry, is that this so reminds me of the grassroots movements that were needed to create this kind of change. We had to go through this with the Green Movement. It was grassroots movement. And, yes, there was somebody like an Al Gore, you know, taking a movie out there, which is akin to what you're doing, Madeline, in this case. And so let's talk about the BLM and also what the alternatives are that you've created. And, again, we'll remind people on how they can get involved. Jerry, Madeline, who would like to take this? You know, I, I, 
want to say I don't think there's a lot of alternatives that need to happen. At this point, mm-hmm. we need to suspend all roundups, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the roundups that are planned, I think that America has a right to question it and say, okay, time out. Let's go and see exactly what's going on here because right now you're hearing the same arguments. Old Tom Gorey gets up on the thing and, and his voice just drones on and on with the same alarm. And our forage just isn't good enough and we just can't do this anymore. And there's 30,000. Well, Tom Gorey, there used to be 2 million. So 30,000 is nothing. And we know that if they're saying 30,000, they're exaggerating anyway. So. Let's stop the roundups, okay? Can you imagine here in California we're rounding them up? I mean, this is this is movie town, and they're taking away our West Western heritage. I mean, this is how people around the world see California and Nevada. What are we thinking? Tell them to stop the roundups, and then let's get on and get these horses out of short-term holding. So the taxpayers, listen, we have said if we took all 30... 3,000 horses out of all of the different short and long-term holdings, over the next 10 years, we would save them $700 million. Let me tell you something. When you take horses off the range, you lengthen their life. You almost double their lifespan. When they're out on the range, they live normally. They have to deal with the environment. That is nature's way of doing things. When you meddle with that and you put them in a paddock with hay and water, it's, it's like when your dog is sick and old and you just keep it going. You know what? It wants to curl up under a tree and go to sleep mm. and go to yeah. heaven, whatever. But when we do this, we incur another cost for the taxpayers and we double their life. So we can save them $700 million. Okay, they said, we're not going to give you long term under any condition, but we might give you some under short term. And I said, okay, we'll take all 11000 They said, no, let's go with 1000 So. I went out to purchase land for that I know will accommodate a thousand, and we need to get going with it. You know, it's the beginning, it's the start. Let them see it's successful, and then maybe they'll say, "Okay, this is what we need to do." We certainly don't need to put them in those nasty little corrals. They are horrible, and when those horses first come in, their poor stomachs from the change of the diet. They they're just wallowing in uh, diarrhea. I mean, the, mm. the, the floor is covered in it. You know what's really interesting, and I, I, both of you, I would like for you to comment on this. Maybe, Jerry, you can explain this to people. When you go to the BML's website and you read, I just want to read this because this, this was the strangest thing I've read in a long time. It's so interesting to me. It says the BML's goal is to leave a healthy herd of at least 450 wild horses in 72 wild burrows to reach the appropriate management level, the oh. AML, set by the Eagle Lake Resource Management Plan in 2000. What does that even mean? I mean, when I was in front of these wild horses in the high desert of California, there was so much there, land there, you could have put all 30,000 horses there. And I really just don't understand. What does that mean, appropriate management level? Who's managing well, these wild What is that? BLM has used this as the, the stalking horse uh, for the argument together for for many, many years now since mm-hmm. the AML came into existence and has argued that it's grounded in some scientific conclusions about the condition of the range. And, yeah, we know that's not true because when you see these horses gathering, and we were out at the Calico Gather and 
in January, and uh, you just read the reports, or you read by their own omission. These horses are coming in. They're coming in healthy. Uh, that was the case in the Tuscarora. They were fours and fives. They admitted up at the Calico range that over 90% of them were in, in very good condition. So this AML thing is just a magic number, the stocking horse, that allows them to go out and gather wild horses uh, to the level where they're going to threaten them with extinction, or they are threatening them with extinction. Yeah, I, I wish there was some science involved in the process. I, I could at least feel a little better about that, but there isn't. I used to say I thought it was junk science, and then I said, no, there's no science in it at all. In a conversation that Madeline and I were in a week ago in, a, in another radio interview, Tom Gorey from the BLM said that this information trickles up, trickles up, mind you, <laughs> from the local offices up to D.C., and then they act on it. This is how this program has been being run for years. People that don't have a scientific background, are not qualified to make these decisions, are trickling up information. And and that information is then acted upon, and the, and the action is always the status quo. Do nothing different. And the AML is the real boogeyman here. And until, you know, Madeline's right, we, we need to gather a, a total moratorium on gathers so that we can look at that and many other things and in the meantime find out what to do with these horses that, that we have the, the 35,000 standing around in, in less than uh, optimal conditions by far and find a solution to that. And, you know, honestly, you know what's so sad about this? You know, you know what has really just struck me as I'm listening to both of you that's so really sad? What's sad to me is, Madeline, you have come up with a beautiful, beautiful solution. And this whole AML thing, I mean, it would be different if we were talking about even using their language for a moment. It would be different if, if, for example, if you had the same kind of deer crisis that you have in the state of New Jersey uh, uh, at different points in time. But here's the thing I don't understand. We're not talking about tens of thousands of, 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 of wild horses. And it's not even just horses. It's horses and burros. I mean, we're not really talking about the magnitude of this that would warrant them to behave in this way. Right? Do you, do you understand my, my point, my question? Yeah, and that's Madeline? what's so silly about it because, it's you know, silly. you could say they used to be 2 million, but guys, no. you said we're only 30,000. And they keep saying that like it's some big deal number. Let me tell you what they've done, too. And this is really when you start to find that people start binding together and they gather other people to join them because they are going to make money. And what has happened in Nevada and a lot of these places where they have these horses, they've introduced the elk. The elk was never indigenous there. And, and they come and they say, oh, yes, it was, but the horses ate all the food. You know that's not true. I mean, gosh, help me, please. You know, that's the silliest <laughs> statement I ever heard. But now they're introducing the elk. And, and what they've done is they've created little water traps so the elk can get to it because they can jump over the barbed wire. But the horse can't. So the horse stands there and sees this water. And you know what? He doesn't know to move somewhere else because they, they smell the water. And they'll stand there behind the barbed wire until they die because they can't mm-hmm. get to the water. Then the BLM takes a picture of that horse lying there dead but doesn't show the barbed wire. And they say, see, there was no water on the range. 
and it got thirsty and it died. I mean, gosh, somebody help me. You know, it's not that difficult to educate three-year-olds. So can we start to do something with the Bureau of Land Management and the Horse Management Program? You know, I go and I talk to them. I know there's some nice people there, and there are. But the information they get is erroneous. It's, you know what, it comes to the point where you say it's silly information. And if they're not smart enough to decipher it and figure it out for themselves, like I said, they were, it was a pot of jelly beans, and they shook it up and they picked somebody out and said, okay, you're this and you're this. And so you, oh, okay, so let me get back to, to the elk. So now they introduce the elk and they want to grow the herd. So then I said, well, what do you do with the herd when it reaches your appropriate number? Oh, well, then we issue hunting licenses. Hmm. All of a sudden, you've got a different crowd on board who's going to go along with the Bureau of Land Management because they like that. Men like to go hunting. I'm, I'm, listen, my husband's a hunter, you know? Uh I mean, you know, that's what men do because originally God made man to go out and hunt and we would nest and take care of the, you know, the cave and they would feed us. But those days have changed, but I understand they want to hunt for sport and fine, but do you have to introduce it where you're trying to eradicate the horse? That tells you they're eradicating the horse for some other sport. Mm. You know, if you dig deep enough, you'll always find something and you say, well, that's so silly. I can't imagine that would be it. But you know it is. They've just got a foothold in there. They get their, their foot in the door and they don't pull it out and they get what they want. Can I just ask a more practical question? And I'll do this when I, I want to know your answer when we come back from break. But this is a thing that's a little bit astonishing to me. And maybe it's because I'm probably the most ignorant of the three of us on this call today. In the economy that we live in, where people are really saying, wow, is our unemployment going to be increased another month? Because basically, I don't have a job, and actually unemployment's on the rise. How is it that we can spend $38, $50 million on this effort? I just don't understand. 38, how, how about $70 million? Well, that's what I want to talk about when we come back. I mean, honestly, I don't know why we just don't let them all go and then take that money that's spent and let's let's put it to some other use. But then again... I'm going to hear that from you when we come back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For pet parents who value quality natural nutrition, Wellness Natural Food for Dogs and Cats offers an ideal nutritional balance of carefully chosen, authentic ingredients in every recipe. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose, and you can trust the quality of all the ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. To learn more about the difference Wellness Pet Food can make and to locate a pet specialty retailer near you, go to wellnesspetfood.com. That's wellnesspetfood.com. Wellness Natural Food for Pets. This is where true wellness begins. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on the Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's the Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, 
on the Dr. Pat Show. Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? Well, I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you're hurt. We want to help. We're so sure Topperson will work for you, we offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want pain relief with no side effects, ask for Topperson or call 1-800-959-1007. That's 1-800-959-1007. Topperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need, and you can sleep on that. Hi, I'm Chuck Norris. And no, not that Chuck Norris. About a year ago, I got on the Take Shape for Life program, and I've lost 170 pounds. When I got on the Take Shape for Life program, I just set myself a goal. I decided I was going to go skydiving, but weighing 355 pounds, it was never an option. I hit 185 pounds and decided to take the leap. Lose the weight and live life on your terms. To learn more, visit simpletolose.com. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details. Nishama Living, where your optimal health begins with awareness, grows with knowledge, flourishes with proactive solutions, and is practiced as a way of life. Nishama Living is dedicated to wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. The Nishama Living Hour is coming to the Dr. Pat Show. Get ready to regain your natural balance, take control of your health and vitality, and build your foundation for wellness with Nishama Living on the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. SavingAmericasMustangs.org is the website I want to send you to, SavingAmericasMustangs.org. And honestly, I want to thank, again, Kim Hunt, Linda Firing, for pulling this together and making all of us aware. But I also want to thank all of you out there. Uh, we've been sending you emails and links and putting things. Now you're going to see things in Twitter and Facebook from us so that you can get the real story about this. And I want to thank all of you for connecting, sending the email, going to the Pony Express and doing, you know, what you do so well to help us. And Madeline Pickens has made this very simple. She's also brought on board, you know, some people in the, in the celebrity world that have something to say about it as well. And so when you go to the website, savingamericasmustangs.org, you're going to hear it, you're going to see it, and you're going to get behind the scenes about what this is really about. So uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us here today. Um, we have a, a caller calling in, Tina from Michigan. T- uh, Tina, uh, t- welcome to the show. Uh, is there something that you'd like to share with us? Hi. Um, yeah, you know, this has been a problem for a long time, and just simply to say, okay, just turn them all back loose out into the herd management areas sounds nice, but ultimately that's not going to work when you consider the fact that these herds can double in their size every four mm-hmm. years, and there is only so much forage. There is only so much water. Those resources are not unlimited. Um, I think Madeline Pickens is on to a great idea with her echo sanctuary if she can take um, a considerable number of these horses back out onto the range um, under her care and under her direction where they're going to be provided for. Um, and education is the key, and I think that maybe we need to focus on educating with the kids and bringing these up 
Um, I don't think that just strictly calling for a moratorium on the mm-hmm. gathers is necessarily the right answer. Um, but I do think that we need to have an independent study done on the census of the horses. How many horses do we really have out there? Well, let me ask so you I a do question. Agree on many points. Sure. Well, let me ask you a question because you said something really uh, interesting, and that is the whole sanctuary idea. Uh, you know that the, what Madeline came up with. She bought the land, right? She's ready to go. Right. What do you think it's going to take? Uh, what would you do to help with this campaign to say, look, we have an eco sanctuary? Um, I, I would do everything I could to help um, BLM convince or convince BLM to go ahead and release. Um, these horses to Madeline uh, Pickens Care to be placed out in the sanctuary because this there is going go. to be for the public. You okay. know, so that's one thing. That's what we're trying to get done here. That's really what we're trying to get done here. And I love that you called in and you shared this because Madeline and I were talking. I mean, this is something she's been passionate about. Madeline, comment? Um, well, I love it that you support my sanctuary and I hope you've been to my website because there's a, a blue line across the center of it that says questions and answers about the sanctuary. And I think we've tried to answer everything. And mm-hmm. the, a lot of the cattlemen get scared and they go, gosh, those horses will be roaming onto my land. And I go, no, we'll be a fenced-in sanctuary. What we're asking the government is let us fence in everything so they can't right. go to the neighbor. It, first of all, these horses are neutered when they come in, so it, it's a neutered herd. They're not going. There's not going to be an explosion of horses. I mean, there isn't anything. So you're going to have a non. You're going to have non-reproducing it's herds. It's a non-reproductive on the herd. I mean, you know. It, it, but more than that, you can enjoy it. You know, families can come. We'll have RV parks. We'll have. I mean, there's everything we've thought about: spas, hotels, hiking, um, learning about nature, historians. Mm-hmm. to tell the kids mm-hmm. the stories that, you know, and about our history. What What is it? But but let me say this, too, and I noticed you still going on about the land isn't enough and this and this. A lot of that really is just old spin that's been going on. You know what? I, I, I believed you until I went out there myself and I saw the mm-hmm. land, and I have flown over millions upon millions and millions of acres of land out there. And I, you know, whenever I see a herd, I scream, oh, there's one over there. And it's exciting. And guess what? I never swoop down low. I always say to the pilot, no, no, no. They're scared of helicopters. Don't go near them, you know, because then they start to run when they hear the helicopter. I know with my mom saying that's the biggest difficulty I've had in in with her training is when there's a helicopter overboard. And she's already seven years old. You have a Mustang? You have a Mustang? Oh, wow. Yeah, I have two. Yeah, and, you know, even though she was captured as a yearling, one year old, she's seven years old now, she still remembers that, you oh, know. Wow. Yeah, she still remembers that. And when she hears those, you know, those rotor blades, she goes on high alert, and she's just dancing on her toes, you know, okay, what's up, you know, is it time to run? And so it's taken a lot of work to get her to the point where it's not going to bother her anymore. She realizes she's not in danger anymore. And... um you know, I, I do appreciate greatly everything that Madeline is doing, and I think, I don't know if she recalls my name, but I'm the one that's uh, doing the Ride Across America next year to help promote uh, the adoption program and try mm-hmm. to address some of these horses that we've got in holding that are waiting to go to homes. Oh. Um, and Madeline is more addressing the horses that are not adoptable. So I think between the two of us, we're doing a great thing. So I love thank it. you, Madeline, and keep up the work. So you two, you. Are like a ta- you two are like a tag team. 
Well, well hopefully we can adopted. be a tag team. <laughs> we do need to get them adopted out. The thing that concerns me about, you know, what uh, Conrad Burns did is he changed the bill, remember, with his amendment at midnight, and uh, did it that if these horses can't get adopted the third time, then they can be sold, which means they can, you can sell them for nothing, and then they all go to slaughter. Right. So we have created well, they can, they oh, can go to slaughter. It's possible yes. that, it, yeah, they can go to slaughter. Even though they're supposed to sign a, a, a document that says they're not going to, you know, there really isn't any way to enforce that beyond that point. That's you know, right. And, and, and that's for us to say that they don't really go there, that. we'd be, error, you know, that would be an error to say that too, so. Yeah, so we're, so we, we shouldn't be so naive, right? Basically. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Tina. Thank you for joining us here today. Wow, what a well, great testimonial for you for the sanctuary. Oh, we have um, so many people that, that that support it, and and I mm-hmm. love Tina for for helping with this program. And you know, you got Patty uh, Colbert too uh, with the mm-hmm. Extreme Mustang Makeover. They all do fabulous jobs. But you know what? Those are those aren't the solution. Those are just lovely um, antidotes to the whole issue. But the 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 the, the country right now is in dire straits. We're broke. People cannot afford to go and adopt a horse and feed it. You know, right. and, and one of the reasons that I'm asking the government for the stipend is how many people send us emails all the time saying, I've got a sanctuary, I'm going broke, I've been sick, I can't do this anymore, or my parents died at sanctuary, I'm not going to do it anymore, send hay, send money. I wanted this sanctuary to go on long after I'm gone. You know, hopefully I go to heaven. And I can look down and see that the sanctuary continues for as long as those horses are at that sanctuary. The government gives $500 a year to the sanctuary for that horse. That, that will pay to, to maintain the land. And once we get going, I've been to enough corporations, I can't tell you the interest in America now, that want mm-hmm. to support me. You know, they'd like to take the education center. They'd like to take the hotel. They'd like to take this part of it, this part of it. So the cost of all of that for the horse goes into the land, you know, that I get from the government instead yes. of trying to build somebody a house to live in or whatever. You know, I, I really came up, honestly, I think it's a bulletproof plan. And you know what? I, I was crying every night. I'd say, God, let me think of something I can do. I'm tired of these pictures of animals being abused like this, and so many of them and, and do end up in slaughter. I said, help me. And one day I... I woke up and I had this vision, and you know it was foolproof. It was everything within it, and you know I, I think prayer does a lot for you. Right now, I'm yes, praying I that agree. enough of you people out there will go to my website and send that Pony Express and send a letter to the BLM, send a letter to Salazar, to the President, say somebody wake up and listen. You can't ignore this issue anymore. Mm. Well, I want to thank you both for joining me here today. And, and I know that we're reaching out, and we have great listeners. I have to tell you both, we have some of the best listeners on the planet, and they will pay this forward. They will oh, let their I love friends it. Thank know. you. They will let their families know. I want to thank you both for joining us here today. Make sure everybody has the website, savingamericasmustangs.org, and there's lots of information. You'll find out, and Madeline nailed it. If you've got a question, she has addressed it, everything from what taxpayers have to pay and uh, and much more. Uh, about what's really going on. But the point is, why not create a sanctuary for horses and for people and for community and for us to honor the dignity of the land, the human spirit, 
and all creatures that live on it. Thank you both for joining us today. Well said, Pat. Thank Thank you. you. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, Lots more to come on the Dr. Pat Show. We're thrilled to have you here. And again, the website is savingamericasmustangs.org. Check it out or go to thedrpatshow.com. We've got lots of links for you. We'll see you next time.